Welcome to the Minivate Gang Podcast, episode 381. I am Steve Borsch, and I'm on with the lovely Tim Elliott. Good morning. And the strong <laughs> Phil Wilson. <laughs> strong. Oh, I, strong? I don't know. Melling strong. Uh, <laughs> Willed uh, strong. I don't know. How are you this morning, gents? Good. Super. Good. Super. Especially since I'm feeling really, really optimistic that we are just about out of the election season. You're optimistic. <laughs> ah, no, we've got an exciting I 10 know. days to go. Oh, yeah, yes. A very exciting 10 yeah. days. A lot more WikiLeaks. Those, are, those make some entertaining reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I did find and post a uh, an article that uh, uh, the Clinton Foundation was actually found to be uh, interviewing and speaking in front of aliens at Area 51. So I posted wow. I posted that, which you know got some chuck chuckles. What does this have to do with Minnesota and technology? It doesn't uh, it doesn't. It was just a, a peek into inside saying you know, Steve Steve's psyche. brain. Yeah. No, uh, we, let's like let's you, talk like, about it. Like you need any any more peeks inside after <laughs> looking at all the different the, the cards he makes for our podcasts. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to definitely have to put my tinfoil hat back on this. You guys can't see inside anymore. Okay. That's true. So let's talk about the fact that Minnesota landed back in the uh, top 10 of tech business rankings. Right. Yay. Last time right. we were in the top yeah. 10, it was in Number 2004. Like eight, seven. I thought it was at seven. Seven? All right. It? Well, it's in the top 10. So it's in that's, the all top. That, that's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. yeah well, we <laughs> We have a couple of links for you in the show notes that'll take you to the the, the strip article, and then also the the ranking themselves, which I found insanely confusing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like random numbers assigned to things. So, well, I mean, they, they you know they they have all their hundred and seven indicators. Yes, and uh, and so you know stuff like the average SAT scores of high school students. And the percentage of grad students in science and engineering programs. But, you know, the kicker is those science and engineering uh, students aren't all staying here, all those grad no. students. No. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting and useful right. ranking. Um, but um, whether or not what, that what, translates into a strong and vibrant tech community is another another story. And if you look at this uh, this ranking, we actually rank fourth in technology and science workforce. So, yep. Uh, yeah. No, so we're, we're no slouches by God. And then the human capital investment, we rank fifth. Yep. So I don't know what a human capital investment means, but do you know what a human capital investment means, guys? Um, it means investing in people. Okay. You know, with training and, and uh, obviously education stuff. Well, this is, this is a ranking from the Milken Institute. So, yeah. Well, one of the one of the you know, commenters. And you know their famous saying. What? What? Got milking? Oh, oh god! <laughs> I apologize. Now, come on. I apologize funny. to you listening. Now, that, that that was funny stuff. I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's I bet you. The, I bet you the people at, at the Milken Institute have never heard that before. <laughs> never. <laughs> so well, we'll have to put the rim shot in and post. Yeah, we'll yeah, put, exactly. Put the, yeah, we'll exactly. install the rim shot. Um, the uh, one of the commenters had an interesting comment in, in, in that Texas and California both have at least five times the population of Minnesota, Washington, and Washington has an edge because Microsoft and Amazon are there. Right, and um, yeah. um, so that was that was interesting that we're. We're still in uh, in pretty good contention, so very very positive. Yep. 
So we, I think we've talked about this two shows ago about the Mayo Clinic and their investments in um, uh, this mobile heart uh, heart health startup. Right. Alive Core. Okay. And, I just uh, put it in. It's Graham well, through this story into the notes. Yeah. Well, they're putting in more money. So that's good. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. And uh, so also, uh, I don't know if you've, you've noticed that, uh, that Ken Burns is actually working on a, uh, a documentary about Mayo Clinic. I don't know if you guys. Have no, really I hadn't seen that. that. Yes. So that'll be very huh. interesting. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see a documentary that Ken Burns puts together with a lot of, without a lot of still images. Cause you know, they got a, they got a lot of video on Mayo Clinic. So it'll be interesting. to see. Well, and one mm. of the things that um, was really fascinating to me. So I got to know uh, Dr. B joy Candaria, who was the head of cardiology at Mayo because he was the chair of the IT steering committee. So when I was at Apple, um, because Mayo spent so much money, even during the down days in 1990s, um, um, they were still spending millions of dollars a year on Apple product. And, um, he and I walked up to this, uh, area where they had digital asset management going on it took, you know, so he could show me their systems. And mm -hmm. we walked by all of these cases after case after case of, of, um, historical anatomical mold, uh, uh, shapes and molds, you know, of, of hearts and, and feet and all kinds of stuff and all kinds of photos and the archive they have there is just unbelievable and this stuff is not on public display and so maybe ken burns will weave some of that into this into this movie could be yeah that's could pretty be. it's pretty cool so I, I thought that that was in sort of a little interesting sidebar on the mayo clinic story so tell us about a 13 year old who has has uh, figured out how to make clean energy this a $5 was device. Yeah, this was really, really cool. So um, 3M, for those of you that don't know, um, has this uh, Discovery Education Young Scientist Challenge that they do every year. And uh, this young woman, um, uh, Manasa Mendu. Manasa Mendu, yeah. Um, had, had an idea for being able to pull um, affordable clean water and electricity out of the air. And it was just based on leaves because she had essentially watched trees and the fact that leaves vibrate. And as they vibrate, they, they, in the, in the, even of the slightest breeze, they generate energy. And so she came up with this idea of being able to essentially create solar leaves that vibrated and harnessed that vibrational energy and turned it into uh, stored energy. And, uh, and so, and then the same thing with uh, being able to pull, um, water out of the air from, from, uh, you know, just the moisture that's in the air. And so there's a distillation thing that they have and the, putting it all together is five bucks. And so very, very clever. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And she won a grand prize, which was uh 25k. So she's, uh, gonna, gonna be busy. Yes. Absolutely. So, what other huge things happened in tech? Of course, obviously, you know, the big thing news for me was, uh, well, along with the Apple um, uh, announcements, but also um, Microsoft. That, that uh, no, I didn't pay any attention to Microsoft. But um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, 
the death of Vine in the last couple of days. So, yeah, that was interesting. I, I find it interesting that you know it was sort of the timing of uh, last last week on sixty Minutes. There was a, a, a piece about you know internet stars and things like that, and and a couple of the Vine stars were were part of the story. And it's like, what are these what are these quote unquote internet stars from Vine going to do now 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 that yeah. there's no Vine? So well, you go on to Instagram, you go to Instagram, or, right. or Snapchat, or, or whatever. Snapchat. Yeah, they're going to have to do that. But- <clears throat> So, well, but they also Twittered what they laid off uh, 300 and some people, right? You know, and uh, basically everybody in Vine. Yeah. So, so that was, you know, and they've really sort of made this commitment now to uh, being the news source. So yeah. um, I guess Vine didn't, you know, fell into that entertainment category and didn't, didn't fit the, the mold. So. Well, it's hard to, to do a news story in six seconds. True. Yeah. Well, but also the, um, you know, imagine the cost of, being able to record that yeah. and upload it and then have it made, be made available instantly. Yeah. Um, and people There's, are clicking on them, you know, maybe hundreds of thousands at a time. So imagine what that infrastructure cost them. Yeah. That's got to be insane. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yep. Mm. That, so it's actually, they're still supporting it, but. Um, um, they, they've you they've got to focus. You can't, and you can't upload anymore. So. Yeah. So, yeah. As of right now. So. Well, and the in the, uh, the probably the two biggest events this week were uh, the Microsoft and the Apple events, and yes, and yep. um, and so Apple obviously introduced uh, new Macs after a very, very, very long time of not doing any updates, not doing anything with it. Yeah, um, but what's interesting is uh, how they're not cheap. So they've really gone up in price. I think they've raised the price, actually. Well, and they've I, one one article that I read, and I'll try to find it and stick it in the show notes, uh, talked about how both Microsoft and Apple are going to have to increase prices because the market for computers is shrinking. Yeah, and so, so their their marginal cost is actually increasing. Correct. Yeah, and so. And they did have a huge price increase, even on existing Macs in the UK, because of the Brexit economic. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's the uh, it's the, the dollar value, the dollar, value dollar of the pound. pound, right? Yeah, and it's uh, caused by the Brexit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll probably go the other way or and stabilize at some point. But right now, it's volatile. Right. But I thought the most interesting thing about the Apple event was that TV app that they put on the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Which seems like kind of an obvious idea, but if you if you look at it, it really makes uh, the you know I don't know how many apps you guys have on your Apple TVs, but I've got I don't know a hundred maybe. I got you know, a it's lot. Like, yeah, it's got every every uh, cable thing that we can authenticate to, and a whole bunch of stuff. So there's a lot of video in there, and it's hard to surface that. And with uh, this TV app, it'll allow you to do it. Now the the major downside is it doesn't have Netflix in it, which. It's kind of a problem, but, uh, you know, it's an improvement that you could have, you know, go to Netflix for their stuff and then go to this thing for everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was one of the slams against, uh, uh, you know, devices like the Roku and the Apple TV was the fact that people don't want to have to go in and look at every single different app to sw- essentially switch channels. Right. And, and also, you know, people want to guide so that they can be alerted in one place. When there's a yep. new show, which is one of the things I appreciate about Hulu, for example, is, um, is you know, they'll tell you when there's a new episode if you're starting to watch a specific um, show. 
And yep. and so it is kind of an aggregator that does have that alert mechanism. But um, uh, so this this app, this TV app, will be out in December. That's what they said. Yeah. So it will mm-hmm. be interesting, and I I do think that this is going to be a big deal. The kicker is is the um um uh who 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 else did one this week? Um, that was a TV based app. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that did 30, no, 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 I'm sorry. It was direct TV. It was the AT&T direct TV, uh, announcement that they're going to have for $35 a month. They're going to have a, uh, an app that will essentially be able to stream all the direct TV stuff. Hmm. And, and, um, and everybody said, well, based on the channels that they talked about, you start to look at that and you're like, well, geez, I'll just stick with my cable TV. Cause it's just. You know, it's uh, it it gets just gets too expensive. Yeah, the economics right now, really, unless you want to make some sacrifices for programming, uh, cable TV is really a better deal. It is a better um, deal for now. You yeah. know, plus yeah. plus it has a user interface that everyone's used to. But Apple, if they bundle everything together and and have a say a forty or fifty dollar a month service that that gives you access to you know episodes. From the from the iTunes Store and then all, all these streaming services, or or a bunch of them, that could be some sort of replacement uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, and and this TV app, you know, goes down that road. I think. So we'll yeah, see. It'll it take time. Yeah, it's all got to get worked out. And um, yeah, I th- I think the new uh, the new MacBook Pros though that Touch Bar that's at the top, I think is. Very interesting. I think it's interesting. Too, I think developers, I, I've been reading a bunch of stuff that I'm linked to off of Hacker News about developers are really up in arms about it because they said, hey, if you look at the fact that there's 19 to 20 million uh, registered developers in various development programs like Apple's and Microsoft's and so on, um, and that huge numbers of them, huge millions of them use Macs, and to not have a physical escape key and physical function keys... Mm-hmm. Well, it's virtual. Real... I mean, you can you can have the, the all those keys up there. No, I know, but I mean, it's it's not tactile, so there's no yeah. haptic underneath the touch bar, right? And so well, I'll bet you that most uh, programmers, so they're going to use an external keyboard anyway. That was the discussion you know what I mean? the office yesterday too. Oh, yeah, we that's a... most people do the uh, you know the outboard mirror uh, sure. keypad. So they'll yeah, buy the so 12, have, they'll, they'll buy the 1299 LG monitor, right? And just use an external keyboard. Yep. Usually, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now it'll be a kind of a pain if you're on the road, but you know, of course that's, that opens up the whole problem of the USB-C uh, ports. So yeah, we were like, touching on Tim and I were touching a on that. Of dongles you got to buy now. Yeah. So. That's, yeah. we were talking about that this morning about how, cause he asked me, are you going to buy a new MacBook pro? And I said, well, um, you know, right now I have a little zippered bag full of dongles already, you know, and they're, they're USB ones, ones for ethernet and ones for display. And then I've got dongles for, uh, you know, a USB to, for my iPad and yada, yada, yada. And, um, all I need is now is having to buy a USB C hub and mm-hmm. a bunch of dongles so I can do other stuff. And it's like, yeah, oh, well, speaking of dongles, sort of in an oblique way, what's the deal with the, uh, the, uh, whatever the headphone jack in this thing, why oh, wouldn't they go to, to the lightning for, for the Mac MacBooks too? Cause it would have required lightning circuitry. 
So that would just add one more, one more um, thing to one it. More thing to it. Yeah, they they were trying to achieve. This is my belief. They're trying to engineer the slimness into it and take, uh, take weight out, and that would put put it back well, in. I, I can't imagine that that would add a lot more. It just seems inconsistent. That's all. True. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'd imagine that we're going to see that on the upgrades to the. Um, uh, the iPads next uh, iPad refresh, we'll see. You know that it it won't have a headphone jack on it. Yeah. So well, the one thing that was um, a big deal on my um, iPad Pro nine point seven inch when I bought it was the wide color gamut. You know the vibrant wide color technology that they put into it, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that Apple uh, didn't make a bigger deal out of this. Uh, during the uh, keynote, you know, during the rollout. And this vibrant wide color technology is built into it. And I have to tell you that the color fidelity, um, you know, because we do color forecasts, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, and the um, and I put a spectra photometer on my iPad Pro 9.7 inch to, to uh, gauge the color uh, in a PDF that's displayed on the iPad Pro. And it is so incredibly close. I mean, it's almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost as though, but but it, but it's backlit instead of reflective, so it it it's just a hair brighter. Um, but it is unbelievably remarkable. And to have that in a laptop now, now I don't know if that translates. If you hook up that LG display, that 5K display, I don't know if that you know if the if the color rendition on the display will. Uh, be driven by the graphics card in the MacBook Pro, but this is this is a big deal for anybody that does print, that does video, uh, that does anything with color. It's 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 a big deal because the iMac that I'm sitting in front of right now, for example, I can use the eyedropper in um, a, a little extension from Chrome, and I can take a color off of my screen, and it's perfect. It's exactly that color. So if I go to Pantone's website, for example, I can take a color sample off of Pantone's website and it gives me the exact lab and CMYK and RGB equivalents and it's perfect. So this this is this is a big deal. Anyway, I'll shut up. Indeed it is. But the question is is it uh, is it all a big enough deal to increase Apple's profits which fell for the first time in 15 years? Yeah, isn't it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't no, think I don't, so. I don't think let's, it will either. Let's keep it. Let's keep in mind they're making millions and millions a day, so it's not like they're. <laughs> they're well, I mean, yeah, they're. Millions. It's over two hundred billion dollars. Uh, yeah, two hundred sixty-three so, billion they have in cash. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't well, I mean, they're, they're but they're, problems. they're yeah, they're their, rev- their revenue is over two hundred billion a year. So, yeah. so how can we? How can we get uh, Tim Cook to cough up some of that and uh, support the Minivate Gang podcast? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know, though. Yeah, they, we we would be much more favorable to uh, to Apple products if, remember, if they most, support us. Most of that, most of that, <laughs> yeah, most of that cash isn't in this country. So uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. True. So, well, I'd move to Ireland though for a little bit of that money. Yeah, you would, yeah, yeah like, me too. Well, they moved to Ireland for less than that. That's <laughs> but uh, since you know Tim, you're on the lamb anyway. So true. <laughs> well, there was a great article in uh, in Forbes about the barriers that Apple's throwing up with HomeKit oh, okay. uh, to connect smart devices, you know, specifically Bluetooth smart home devices. And um, and so I, I f- 
I remember reading this article and thinking, uh, okay, so only five companies have launched HomeKit certified smart home devices, and there's a bunch of challenges at hardware makers, blah blah blah, and they they made it you know kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, negative. This is a little bit of a negative spin that that you know they're they're putting up these barriers and obstacles. But as we saw with the gigantic IoT Internet of Things hack last week, yeah. Um, yep. This is they don't all, want to be part of the bot. They don't. They don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, it's this is about security, and so they're making device makers use both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth LE to to uh, use complicated encryption with three thousand seventy-two bit keys, which is really strong. I mean, that's even quantum computing's uh, uh, defense strong, as well as something called Curve twenty-five five nineteen, which I didn't really know about, which is a an elliptic curve used for digital signatures and engaging, exchanging encrypted keys. And so any, anyway, bottom line is they're right from the get-go making anyone who wants to affiliate with HomeKit, the, the stuff's got to be secure. So you're not going to have this cheap crap coming from China, that which is what caused this IoT hack last week. That's right. Um, Change your passwords, people. Yeah. Well, there, but remember that one of the reasons they could turn them into botnets was that they had Telnet and SSH capability in the firmware. And so yeah. once you crack that. Well, then, they don't need to crack it. Most people don't change their passwords. Yeah, but so even if you, just, but yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's why they were able to take them over so, uh, yeah. so easily. Yeah. But, there you go. Yep. Anyway, but Microsoft, let's talk about yeah. them. Yeah. For, Yes, do talk about Microsoft. So, you, so what I found get... interesting was, you know, Microsoft on Wednesday comes out and they double down on touch for everything, including the Surface Studio, which is a 28-inch iMac-y kind of a computer, mm-hmm. which has an entire Surface, which is touchscreen enabled. Uh, it has the pen enablement uh, and it has like this. I forgot what they called that thing. What is it called? The hub or something. It's like a big knob that you can stick on the screen and it gives you controls. So if you're an artist and you draw uh, on a computer, this is really a great solution for that. Now, as as people have said, most people don't draw on their computers, but uh, it was interesting to see Microsoft really doubling down on touch on everything and Apple kind of giving you just a little, you know, thing on your keyboard, you know, the the little, little touch pad on your keyboard. So well, but we'll, you know, see, just, we'll see who actually wins out. But yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of like, I think Microsoft is really the one that's pushing the envelope right now with innovation. Well, you know, when I saw this, um, I too was impressed with the technology. Um, you know, 13.5 million pixels in the display and 192 pixels per inch density, which is, which is pretty good. It's not retina, but it's pretty good. And um, uh, so when I went through this, as I thought, okay, well, uh, you know, the surface table that they showed, which also was pretty awesome. Um, you know, they basically have sold 12 of those things. Yeah. And well, so, they're very expensive. Yeah. 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 They're what, what these what, are only 3000 bucks. So if you're an yeah. artist, I mean, this is sort of a no brainer. Well, this is kind of compelling. Yeah. I mean, cause again, uh, I spent, uh, about $1,700 more for, for the iMac that I bought that had, uh, you know, it's got a full SSD instead of like this, a, a combo, you know, like the, like the Apple, um, um, smart fusion drive, fusion drive. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but this specs out really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a pretty compelling piece just mainly because of the price point. Yep. So, yep. 
and they they speed bump their Surface Book uh, and really kind of refined it. Is that what you have? Do you have a Surface Book? No, I have a Surface Pro. Okay, which is the uh, you know the the tablet that converts with a key, with an attachable keyboard into yeah, a laptop. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, you know that's a lot of people have been writing that uh, Apple and and Microsoft have sort of switched places, which uh, with uh, Microsoft uh, being the most innovative. Yeah, I I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but um, well, you can make they, an argument either way. Well, but but the one thing too is the the other thing I looked at. You know, Microsoft when they first um, announced the Surface, you know the the their partners were all up in arms. You know, Dell, the Dells of the world, and and um, Toshiba and everybody else making PCs. And the, but Microsoft spun that a little bit toward this is a reference design, so we're sort of setting the bar. And, right. uh, and, and, and that was a great strategy, right? And they, they, uh -huh. they, um, really went forward in that direction. Well, um, I've also read articles too, or opinion pieces that, that this was the same thing, that this is really to set the bar and it's also to kickstart the PC market. And so that they're going to lose money actually on this, on this new, new, uh, computer, uh, at $3,000. But it doesn't matter because it's going to excite the marketplace and begin to, you know, uh, uh, kickstart um, Windows, you know, in PC sales. Um, mm -hmm. So, so that makes a lot of sense to me that that this is really why they're they're uh, moving in that direction. And um, I don't know. For I'm just sort of torn about it. For the first time in in really over a decade now. Um, I think that Windows has caught up, and it's just as good as as macOS is. I mean, macOS was always superior, but now it's sort of you can make an argument that they're that they're equal, you know. And a lot of people look at that, and they'll they'll say, okay, now now we're looking at quality of hardware, and the Microsoft hardware is very very good. Uh, it's it is the equal of of Apple, so. Well, you know, a I lot of the, a lot of their OEMs aren't. So if you if you're looking at an HP laptop, those are pretty much you know not even comparable with what yeah, Apple does. Yeah. But there are you know the Surface Book is very well made. There there are some OEMs that make very very good uh, you know high end hardware. The the Dell high end stuff is is actually pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. So so for a lot of people, there isn't that separation. You know, there, yeah, there's a tribal kind of a thing where you're, you're on one side or the other, but, you know, if you're just a regular consumer looking to buy a computer or a tablet, um, they've kind of caught up and, uh, you know, the, it, it's exciting to see that, I think. Yeah. You know, because yep. it'll make Apple better in the end. Well, and it'll be better for consumers. That's true. So. <laughs> well, All I right. thought this, uh, this article about, uh, Microsoft announcing those VR headsets for, Windows 10 for 299 bucks. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a big deal. Yep, it kind of got lost in the in the news here. It did. But, uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's an interesting development, and you know, of course, they've they've been uh, working on this from uh, from the Xbox angle for some time. Right. So, so for gaming, I think this will be uh, a you know a, another way to be immersive with uh, with your Xbox or or with your computer. Yep. Exactly. So, well, hey, Mr. Phil. Yes. I just want to make sure you're still awake. I'm still here. I, you All know, right. you're talking. 
you're you're kind of droning on about Microsoft. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk no, about. Did you see there? There is a nice article. Put a link in the show notes. I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but the uh, the comparison between the the MacBook Pro versus the Surface Pro, right? No, so we'll have to look, look at, at that. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I put that in the notes. That's kind of nice. We'll take a look it's at that. Middle. It's in the middle. Well, our pals at TechCrunch had an article, um, and and I'm actually looking at my my Apple Watch right now, and I will tell you that Uh-oh. the first Uh-oh. the first Apple Watch that I had. Um, my wife and I would have these discussions about how she just adored her Apple watch. And I was like, nah, you know, I'm almost ready to throw it in a drawer. And now here I am with the new Apple watch. Oh, you got the series two, the series two. And I've had it for some, some weeks now. And, um, I will tell you that I absolutely am in love with this thing. It, Hmm. it does everything I want it to do and more. And, um, uh, it's fast and it, it, I mean, it, you know, when they came out with a new, uh, watch OS three, I thought, okay, well, this is, this is actually pretty interesting. And then, then this article comes out, smart watch sales are tanking. Yes, they are. Um, They're down 52%. Yeah. 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 So, so it's not, it's, it's not a growing space. And, and, uh, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see, uh, more done with the sensors in smartwatches. It's- well, what's interesting if you look at this the the vendor thing, and they've got the top five vendors here. That Garmin is is really growing, and they're the yeah. the running watch, right? So both Apple and Pebble have both made running and and fitness a real a real uh, you know strong point of their new offerings. So you know it it looks like there's for for certain exercise markets there is a compelling case for a smartwatch so let's watch, let's look at this next year and see if it's still tanking because well, I, I think that might that might turn around a little bit well and and when google gets into it in a big way um it yeah could, they've, could change they, they've things. done a bunch of stuff with android wear and they've this it's, it's never really caught on you know yeah i mean it is really good stuff too but it's battery life is the big problem you know, they've really got to get the battery life to be better than a day or two. You know, it needs to be like a week, like what the pebble is. Well, uh, the, we may all be in luck because engineers from the University of Cambridge uh, in the UK have created an ultra low power transistor wow. that can run for a very long time without a power source. Interesting. Um, and uh, and I thought this was really really fascinating because um, one of the one of the holdbacks on the Internet of Things, especially in the supply chain. So if you want to throw something on a carton and you want to follow that carton as it moves through, uh, you know, shipping and into the retail store, yada yada, and so you know what happens to it. Oh, geez, it froze. Well, it says right on there, do not freeze. Well, they threw it in a refrigerator truck, and now you know that, right, if you're tracking your your shipments. and um, uh, But power has been the big thing, you know. I mean, even even, even uh, solar, um, there's solar stickers that can be put on it. You know, they, they um, don't work if you throw it in a truck because there's no light in there. And so, you know, there's things like that. And, boy, having a power source that essentially can um, go for, you know, potentially years without a battery um, is really amazing. Now, how far this is and how close we are to actually seeing something like this shipping, I think is uh, the big question that wasn't answered in any of the articles I saw. 
So, hmm. you know, is this, okay. is it yet another, oh my God, someday we'll all live forever. Okay. Well, all right. Good. <laughs> it is the Holy grail though, for, for electronics. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And, really uh, you know, they're making incremental, like the, that surface book, the new one, it has 16 hours of battery life, which is enormous. Pretty, pretty, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause I found with my iPad pro, man, if I don't turn that display down, just, you know, it's gone. The battery is just holy buckets. But if I turn yeah. it down to about 40%, boy, the thing will last forever. Um, anyway. So, yeah, Phil. Yeah. Yes. I put this in there in the show notes specifically for you. How The podcast uh, stuff? Yeah, how these Netflix and NPR vets plan to reinvent podcasts. Uh-huh. So how does this work? Because I don't have an iPhone, so I wasn't able to, to actually look at the app. So, so how does it actually work? So the way it actually works is that they are essentially curating um, content. Is it full episodes or is it clips? Uh, they're they're oh. basically taking clips. And, um, huh. and it's an app called 60DB. And for those who are um, on iPhones, it, it works on iPhones. Um, for the net for now, they're, they're going to obviously roll this out, but you can go through different, um, uh, clips. And so here's a clip from the Atlantic and they're also having stuff built for them and created for them specifically. And it's really nice because there are so many times when I know I'm going to be in the car for eight minutes to get to this meeting. And I, you know, I don't really want to start a, an hour long podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be nice to just go through some some real short little snippets, and that's exactly what this is. And uh, it's pretty cool. You can pick your categories like you would if you were going to, you know, use Apple News or you're going to use some news app. Um, and uh, but and it's it, short form content, and it's and it's a continuous play thing, right? Too. It so can you can, you can clip to clip it can be, clip yeah, 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 yeah. So you could say, I want to listen to all the tech stuff, uh, the top tech stuff for the for now, and just turn it on and. Mm-hmm. You're off and running, so it's really it's really fascinating in terms of how they're positioning this um, as a uh, as an ongoing um, sort of discovery app. Audio see, discovery. See, see, my my concern about the podcast world right now is they look to NPR as this uh, gold standard for podcasts. So everything sounds like a public radio podcast these days, and it's like. You know, I don't really necessarily think that's always the best way to go. I mean, there are the NPR has done some great podcasts, but at the same time, good Lord, how many, uh, you know, how many This American Life can you listen to? So, yeah. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Wait, wait, don't tell well, me. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> listen to somebody like Mark Marone then. Yes, exactly. I mean, he's, he's uh, boy, talk about somebody that's the anti-NPR. Yes, um, definitely. So... Well, this sounds similar to Haystack TV, which is on the Apple TV, and I think they also have Android and uh, iOS versions. But I, I watch it on the Apple TV, and it's it's a curated news and information service that mm-hmm. you you follow hashtags basically, and you pick your own sources, and it it, it aggregates a newscast for you. And, right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll watch that uh, for half an hour in the evening and kind of get caught up on a whole bunch of different subjects. It's a very similar kind of idea. Although, you know, this one is, uh, is audio. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. Yeah. Discovery is a big problem and you've got apps like this that, that, uh, fix that problem. Well, there, there was an app that I've, uh, that I used to use and actually I participated in for a while. 
and I'm not even sure I have it on my, um, no, I don't, I don't have it on my phone anymore. It's called audio boo. Oh yeah. Have you guys ever heard yeah. of audio boo? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's huge in the UK. I mean, and, and Australia actually. Um, and so, so you got to have an accent. Is that what you're saying? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have to pretend you have one, but I won't even do it anymore because no my, kid, my, my no kids recognizes the King's English. I got you. Yeah. No, my, my kids always say, dad, seriously, don't do that because it yeah. sounds nothing like a British accent. <laughs> so I just don't, I don't, I don't bother uh, anymore. Once I tried to right. pretend I was Inspector Clouseau with a, with a French accent and they're like, literally we're driving and they just, my daughter reaches up, puts her hand on my shoulder. Please stop dad. So, anyhow, hey, let's let's talk about the cool thing of the week, kids. Okay, kids. And I think we should start with Tim. Well, I wasn't on last week, and so this came out a couple weeks ago. So I thought I would uh, stick it on here since you didn't talk about it last week. We did not. Which is the Nintendo Switch, which is their new uh, console coming out, I guess, next year early next year sometime. Okay. Um, and, and what I like about this is that it combines the tablet-y second screen thing, but uses it as actually a full-time mobile screen. So with the uh, Wii U, which has a uh, second screen, which is used with the console itself, that really never took off. This has the screen sort of integrated in with the, the unit itself, which hooks to your TV. And then it has a kind of modular controller, which actually looks not so good. I mean, right. in the hand, that square thing is going to be, I think, a little bit of a problem. However, when you go on the road, you just pull the screen out of the unit, <laughs> you stick the, the controller on either side of it, and it actually looks like it might be a very nice gaming experience. Yeah. The screen is enormous, by the way. It's, you know, what is it? I don't know, seven or eight inches big. So it's not so for a handheld. It's not like this Game Boy little thing. It's actually quite large. So for the uh, everyone saying this is going to be the last um, generation for uh, game consoles, um, this is a pragmatic and, 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 and interesting solution yeah. that the folks at Nintendo have come up with. So I think they may have a winner here. Does it give a price point at all? Is it doesn't, but I'm sure it'll be three hundred bucks or four hundred bucks, whatever, when yeah. it comes out. Just yeah. like they all are. Gotcha. Interesting. Gotcha. Right. Mr. Phil. Well, I was excited to be part of uh, helping fund a small little code club here in Lakeville at Lakeville North High School. We have a lot of activity in the STEM world. Um, we have STEM Academy at Lakeville South and a young student in uh, at Lakeville North is uh, trying to get some code clubs, a code club started in uh, at Lakeville North. Uh, his name is Max Omdahl. And uh, so he has established a code club. And they're going to be doing some work in Java, just to, to do some things. Also working with some Raspberry Pis and things like that. So I just kind of wanted to mm. say kudos to the young man for putting together, you know, taking yeah. the bull by the horns and putting together a code club. So and, uh, and a lot of, of interest, a lot of interest. And I'm proud to say there are actually young women interested in it. So it's nice. great. And and uh, a very minimalistic website. Very. Well, <laughs> it's a code club. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it looks yeah. like, uh, yeah, Th this is, you know, this is so funny because in the old days, and just for everybody listening, before you go to this link, um, it's um, lakeville-codeclub.com, and mm -hmm. it's all text, yeah, it you know, so it's extremely minimalistic. But it's so funny because um, I remember seeing a publication once 
when there were all these arguments about why you need all this white space. And it was, um, uh, it was a magazine developed by engineers and literally every single pixel of white space was covered with text. You know, wow. it was just all text, the whole thing, no layout, you know, it was just, it was, I guess you had to see it. It was, I thought mm -hmm. it was pretty funny anyway. Okay. And if, and if you're gonna, if you are going to go and, and, uh, and, and take a look at the website and even if you mock it like Steve, <laughs> I'm not mocking it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you can also donate. So feel free. Uh, oh yeah. You nice. can, you can donate by square. You can donate by Bitcoin. See, this is, this tells me these guys have, have something on the ball because they probably understand Bitcoin and I have still have no idea how that all works. So, well, all I know is, is that you can't make money Bitcoin mining now, especially with the Chinese. Yeah, what are you going to do? Bigger raise. Okay. All right, Steve. Uh, mine was um, actually – some. Yeah, well, I, I just got done voting um, a couple days ago on um, Elon Musk's, Musk, Musk's desire to merge Tesla and SolarCity yes. into, into one company. And Solar City is the one that makes the solar panels and all that, and then of course Tesla has the the cars, but they also have the battery storage. The so you're saying holes. you're you're a shareholder then? Uh, yes, I am. So that's my okay. disclaimer. But my cool thing of the week is um, the uh, that Tesla unveiled a new line of camouflaged solar panels, and I put the Wired article, the Wired magazine article, in there because it's got the only one that's got shows Musk actually showing the panel. And how, if you're looking at it from the street, you can't see the solar piece in there. But if you look at it straight on, you can. Um, but a very good, interesting article. And also, they're working with 3M on the technology to um, essentially have that um, the, the special coating for the angle viewing. Um, mm -hmm. And so you can't really see that it's a solar array. Now, the color isn't right and all of that. These things are almost indestructible. But uh, when I showed it to my wife, um, she said, gee, Steve, we, when we had a new roof put on, it was $11,000. And I said, yeah, I know. And mm -hmm. so imagine what this would cost to be installed. No, I don't want to imagine. It would be insane. It's got to be I mean, can you imagine the, how careful they'd have to be? You wouldn't have, a, you know, six guys up there scrambling with hammers. Um, these things would be fitted, you know, properly and all that. I mean, it'd be a big deal. The kicker is, is, you know, every 20 years, you got to put a new roof on a house in Minnesota, roughly every 20 years, unless you have hail damage like we did. And, um, um, well, and well, so you wouldn't necessarily have to with this though. Well, yeah, right. you wouldn't because these panels are virtually indestructible, basically. Right, they're made out of quartz. So it's yep. like, you know, it's like putting a countertop on your roof. So. Right. And then they also have, uh, they all, he also showed off their new Powerwall version 2.0. Right. And, um, and, uh, have you ever gotten a Powerwall, Steve? Have you ever invested in one yet? No, because we're, we're uh, going to sell our house as soon as Alex graduates from the U. Well, yeah, but um, you can take the Powerwall with you, can't you? Well, you can, but I'm not going to make like, for example, with smart things, I haven't invested in, in, uh, switches. So I haven't replaced the switches in the house ah, gotcha, because yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to go and spend all that money and do all that work and then leave in a year. Um, and so that's why I haven't done it. You take your switches with you. Yeah, you yeah, could. But you gotta, <laughs> right. You take your make sure you save your old ones. Yeah. Sure. Well, Tim, 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 why don't you come on over some weekend and we'll do it together. <laughs> We could do a, a screwdriver party, huh? Yeah. Dude, yeah. dude, I've, I've done plenty go. of that work. I've shocked myself plenty of times. I know. Oh, you, you turn off the power. Come on. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows that. 
Yeah, well, yeah. so we have to do it in the daytime then. Indeed. You don't want to, yeah. don't want to be in the dark with Steve. It's scary. In, in the, in, yeah, right. You don't want to do it in the uh, winter either when you got to turn the heat off. I love this. But, I um, love this. Anyway. So anyway, I, I think that is very cool. I would love to do something like that. You know, my biggest problem is my house faces the wrong way. My my roof uh, lays east-west. So and you have I trees. Don't have, I don't have a south-facing you know, facing roof. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a bit of a challenge here. Yep, it would be. So. Hmm. Anywho, yeah, so. yeah. Any new uh, new events coming up, guys? That we uh, have. Failed I did to stick highlight? a couple new ones in here. Yes. Uh, Product Camp, which uh, I think we've talked about most every year. Yes, coming back on the twelfth of November. Yep. So that I just found that and stuck that in because it wasn't on our list. And Mini Hack, which is coming up at the end of January. Nice. So, which is really yeah, that sounds really cool. It's hosted by the U of M. The Twin Cities chapter of the Association for Computing Machinery, mm-hmm. and um, they don't really talk though about what the hacking focus will be. They don't, so you'll have um, to just go to their website and uh, you know and, and follow along because it you know it's coming up in a couple months. So right, I'm right. sure there'll be more information, and we will cover it when we get it in here at yes, the news desk. Will. Yes, we and, will, and we'll talk about it next week on the Minovate Gang Podcast. Take care, boys. Yep.